Okay, so we're on Daf Yud Amad Aleph. We'll pick up um, where are we going to pick up? The, it's about ten or twelve lines down. First word on the line is kosher, and let's just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it's ten lines down. Is kosher kamash v'lon, and then is the dot. Okay, so this was the question of kama yehebein tzuka How much space? How much height? It needs to be, or if there is a certain, this amount of height between the upper sukkah and the lower sukkah, that the bottom sukkah will become puzzle. Right? At what point is the top structure considered a sukkah, at which point the puzzle is the structure underneath, and at one point is it small enough that it's not called a separate entity of a sukkah, and therefore the bottom thing, the bottom sukkah is still kasha. I guess it's going from schach to schach. Schach to schach, yeah. Yeah, lower schach to upper schach. What's the distance? <coughs> so we have three shitas. Omer, Rav Huna, Rav Huna is the first one. We're on the Gemara, Tefach. Rav Huna says a Tefach. That if once it's the size of a Tefach between the lower schach and the upper schach, that is already enough to be considered a sukkah. And therefore, it passes the bottom sukkah, alt sukkah, al gabis, al tachas the sukkah. How does he know that it's a tefach? Shekain matzinu ba'alei tuma tefach, because that's what we find by tumas ohel that it's the required size, the requisite size to create tumas ohel is a tefach. It's not because we have a mishnah on all of that says tefach al tefach. If you have a space of a tefach width and by a tefach long, berum tefach, and the height of a tefach. Maybe as a tuma, it brings the tuma, meaning it spreads the tuma throughout that space. And it, sub, and it blocks and stops the tuma from going, continuing upward. Because we know tumas mace, the tuma goes directly up from wherever the tuma is. And once it hits a ceiling, it no longer, it doesn't go any higher, it doesn't go through the ceiling, but it spreads and fills up the room that is within, underneath that ceiling. Um, but if that ceiling is below a tefach, then the tumah does not spread around and it just bursts right through it. Um, it's bokeh as a lashon that's used by, by tumah. So, so Rav Huna said, just like by tumah, the rule is an, uh, by ohel, by tumah's ohel, just like the rule is a tefach. So here by sukkah as well, the rule is a tefach. That's Rav Huna. Avol, the Mishnah continues, Avol pachas mirum tefach, but if it's less than a tefach, lo mevi v'lochotet, it does not spread the tumah around to the entire area, v'lochotet, and it does not um, stop the tumor from continuing upwards. That's Rav Huna. Shita number two, Rav Chista and Rav Huna, Amri, Rav Chista and Rav Huna say, Arba, it's a fourth vacham, that if once, if the space um, is anything less than fourth vacham is not considered a separate sukkah, but once you hit fourth vacham, that's already considered a separate sukkah and passes the sukkah underneath. Where does Rav Chista and Rav Baravuna get that from? Shaloma tinu makam chashuv pachas mi'arba. Because we do not find a makam chashuv that's less than four tfachim. Specifically with regards to Linian Shabbos and Erev and Rishuyos, <coughs> the measurement of a Rishos is four by four tfachim. And as Tosos points out, this also is in reference to height, um, is four tfachim. And therefore, Rab, um, Rav Chista and Rav Arvuna say similarly over here, by sukkah, once you have a height of four tfachim, that's considered a separate sukkah on the top, which then makes it into a sukkah, al gavi sukkah, that would pass on the bottom one. Which, um, we're, t- we're measuring, when we say sukkah, from sukkah to sukkah, we're measuring from, from the, the top of the bottom to the top of the top? 
from the schach to the schach. I mean, let, let's assume We're that... From from I mean your schach is probably even let's say it's only an inch or two thick right I mean how thick is your schach right. it's kind of irrelevant actually from the the top of your bottom schach right till the bottom of your top schach how much airspace is there between the top it'll, it'll, of your right. bottom sukkah and the next thing up how do you how much airspace space? do you have what how do you have in sukkah or sukkah a person yeah. doesn't obviously not fitting in there I mean. So. It, oh, the person's in the bottom sukkah. The person's in the bottom sukkah, but if you have a sukkah on top, then that passes the bottom sukkah. So, so obviously not a kosher sukkah. Right, it's not a kosher sukkah on top, but even though it's not a kosher sukkah, according to Rav Chista and even Rav Huna, it's even it goes even be, smaller, uh, Rav Huna says even possible. it's a tefach, which no one can fit in the tefach, I mean it's yeah. four inches, right. that's already enough to pass the, the, the sukkah underneath, alt sukkah tachas the sukkah. Even though it's not a sukkah, it, it, it's, it's a tefach. You can't make a sukkah like that. That's, that's Rav Huna, Rav Chista, and Rav Huna said, Fortzvach, which again is not really a kosher sukkah. Wait, so, so what is your top sukkah? You're, when you have, you have the bottom sukkah, and the tefach above, you have more schach. Right. So let's say I, I build my sukkah, huh. and then on top of it, I, for whatever reason, I build another sukkah. layer of, of schach. Forget calling it a sukkah. I don't call it a sukkah because it's, it's five inches, right? right. Um, but, or a Fortzvach, so it would be 20 inches, whatever, 16 inches. Um, I, I, some, for whatever reason, I put another layer of schach. I put another bamboo mat over there. Why did I do it? I don't know. I think it looks cool. Okay, so so that's going to be that's going to passel my sukkah on the bottom. I'll I'll sukkah gabe sukkah. Okay. Yeah. Or according to those. According to this. According to right. According, according to Rav Huna, once I have a four in, uh, one tefach, tefach space and Rav and Rav Chista and Rav Rav Huna four tefachim space, we'll yeah. passel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meaning, if if I put two inches and I put another layer, it's fine according to everybody. Mm-hmm. Now the third shita, Ushmuel Amar Asara, ten tfachim. So as long as you're less than ten tfachim, it's not considered a separate sukkah on the top, and therefore the bottom one is still kosher. Once we have ten tfachim, now you have a problem. My time with the Shmuel, what's the reason of Shmuel for saying that the size is ten tfachim? He says, just like a kosher sukkah, um, the, the same rules we use to make a kosher sukkah are the same rules that we'll use to passel the bottom sukkah, meaning, he explains, just like you kasher a sukkah with ten tfachim, it needs to be ten tfachim high to be a kosher sukkah, so also to pass the bottom sukkah, the top one has to be ten tfachim. Meaning, if, it's not, if it doesn't fit the requirements of a sukkah, it's not a sukkah. So he says the top one does have to be a kosher sukkah. To... The height of a kosher sukkah. The size of a kosher sukkah. The, the, right, the size of a kosher sukkah. I don't, I don't know right. all the, all the protein, but yeah, I mean, it's what it sounds like. Rafa seems to say Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Re- reading the word, it's the size. You know, I, I don't want to, I'm not sure if there's going to be a, if, if I'm going to say, my, you know, okay. put myself into a corner or whatever, but definitely the, the size, right? Nine tvachim is too short for a kosher sukkah, so therefore if it's nine tvachim of space, it's not a sukkah, so therefore my bottom sukkah, I'm still in the clear. Uh, that's okay. Okay. Once it reaches a kosher sukkah, then you have a problem. Right, now it's a sukkah, tachas a sukkah. Nobody talks about the maximum, if there's a maximum height. There's all a minimum height. Right, well, let's, let's, that's true. Let's say, there were, you know, you had well, up to 19, 100 amis, you know, in between so that's, the two. Would that <coughs> still be a problem? Well, that would be a problem because we learned that case already. Because... Now you have puzzle schach, right? We we had the case was case number. Well, they're both the they're both going to be true right, because the, the top one is too high above twenty amos, right? And then now you have puzzle. Now you have schach puzzle that's on top of your 
kosher, quote unquote, sukkah on the bottom. So that's not going to work either. So yeah, you got to stay within the 20 amma range. So Shmuel is arguing on Rebchista, right. right, they say, f- on... yeah, it's three different shitas. Right. Yeah. Rav Huna said one tefach. Rav Chisda and uh, Rav Huna said four tefachim. Shmuel said ten tefachim. Yeah? Well, each one progressively will agree. Rav Huna will agree to the other two. And Rav well, because Chisda will agree to the included in ten is right. four. Inclu- right, right, right. right. Oh, Shmuel's arguing on both. Right, right. Shmuel's saying, right, right. Uh, right. right. Shmuel's saying what you said is not enough. That mm-hmm. still, you'll still be kosher if your sukkah is one tefach or four tefach. It's still going to be kosher all the way up until you hit ten. So then, I mean, uh, <coughs> I have a little bit of a question then on Shmuel makes a good point. So Gabi sukkah is a kosher sukkah. What do they say to that? So apparently they say that it doesn't have to have a din of an actual sukkah. That it has to, as long as it's... They it's derives a, from other places. Right, they bring comparisons from other places. Yeah. I mean, you could answer that because you have the case where you have puzzle schach and it puzzles the sukkah below. It's not kosher schach, so it doesn't have to be a kosher right. something to passel the lowest sukkah. So here also you have yeah. a yeah. sukkah that doesn't happen to be kosher, but it's still some kind of a... Right. Again, again we're fitting this into basukah stashu. That was the original address right. we were starting. Right. So I guess once you have whatever this kind of cover, um, Rav Huna and Rav Chista and Rav, um, and Rav, Rav Huna will, will say mm-hmm. this is already, you're out of range, you know, that you're no longer basukah stashu. So now the Gemara is going to ask a question on Shmuel. The Gemara is going to introduce the question, or really, he's going to ask a question from our Mishnah, Tanan. This is where we, we stopped last night, Tanan. Our Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda Omer, Im Ein Dyerin Be'el Yona HaTachtona Kesheira. Right, our Mishnah said, the Mishnah said, the sukkah on top of the sukkah, the top one is fine, but the bottom one is puzzle. And then the Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda Omer, that if there's no one living in the top sukkah, Im Ein Dyerin Be'el Yona, if there's no one living in the top sukkah, HaTachtona Kesheira, then the bottom one is kosher. And at the time, we've said, is it, what does it mean? They're not living there or they're not able to live there. And I said, hold your horses, we'll get there. So the Gemara is now going to explain what's going on. So the Gemara says, my ain't urine. What does it mean there's no one living there? Elema do urine mamish. If you mean, if you say that it means that there's mamish, nobody there right at this minute, that maybe in 10 minutes, or 10 minutes ago, someone was there, it was puzzled. Now the people upstairs left, so now it's kosher. So urine mamish means right now you look upstairs, if there's no one there, then it's kosher. If there's someone there, then it's puzzle. Atu diurin kagarmi, the Gemara asks, is it going to be kosher or puzzle going to be caused, garmi is like a grum, is going to be caused by the fact that there are people living there or not? Is that what's going to tell you whether it's a kosher sukkah on the bottom, whether right this minute there's someone living upstairs or not living upstairs? It doesn't make sense. So, so it's not diurin mamish. El alav, it must mean, my endure, and it means, el alav, rather, what does it mean, my endure, and what does it mean that there's no one living there? Kol she'ena it means that it's not right for someone to live there. It's not fitting for someone to, fit, to, to live there. Meaning what? The Gemara explain. So what does it mean? So, so, so far we've defined it. We said it doesn't mean there's not actually there at the moment. It means it's not royal adira. Now let's define what's royal adira. Nechidami. And what does that mean? It's not royal adira. Delom givoa asara. That it's not ten tzvachim high. Because, if you recall, we know from the second parak already. Oh, sorry, this parak. The less intense fachim is dira srucha, is an is an odious dwelling, is an extremely unpleasant, extremely unpleasant place to live, in a place that's less intense fachim. So we said anything less intense fachim is a dira srucha. It's not a place where anyone would want to live. So it sounds so. So when Rabbi Yehuda, 
At this point, the Gemara says, means if there's no one living upstairs, it doesn't mean there's no one living there right now at the moment, it means no one could live there because it's not right Lidira. It's too low. It's, it's a Dira Shrukla. It's uninhabitable. Correct. It's not inhabitable. So now, what's the question? Mechlal. So the implication is, because again, what does the Mishnah say? Rabbi Yehuda says, if there's no one living upstairs, and we just define that to mean that there's no one who's able to live upstairs, because the upstairs is not really a dira, it's too low, it's below 10 frachim. So then Mechlal, and, and then the bottom would be kosher, right? Rabbi Yehuda said, if there's no one living upstairs, meaning it's not really dira, if, there's, if, it's not, if no one could live upstairs because it's not a good dira, then Rabbi Yehuda said the bottom one is kosher. Yeah, right. Right? So Nigmar said, okay, it's a mechlal, so let, let's continue this. Right. So the implication from that is, mechlal de Tanakama savar, that the Tanakama holds the opposite. That afa pisha ena ruil adira, That even though no one can live upstairs because it's too low, still it's possible. Because Rabbi Huda seems to be, we assume Rabbi Huda's arguing in the Tanakama, because otherwise it's Rabbi Explain the Tanakama, maybe. Well, that was we spoke out two sudden when we first saw the mission. We said, is he arguing? Is he we thinking both ways, right? Um, both no, ways. I think Rabbi Yudha Omer would always mean that he's that he's disagreeing. <coughs> um, no, the, the, okay, he's a ton, he's a, yeah, whenever the, whenever the Mishnah brings two mm-hmm. two shitas, it means that there's a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Tanakama would, so would hold that it's possible, oh, the bottom one is possible, even though it's less than 10 Tvachim. Even though the top one... Even though the top one is less than 10. So that's a Kasha and Shmuel. Because Shmuel defined the Tanakama, right? The Tanakama, before you get to Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanakama said, a sukkah on top of a sukkah, the bottom one is out. It's possible. You can't do that. So now we want to say, okay, so what's the size of a sukkah on top that the apostles are downstairs, ten tefachim. Less than ten tefachim wouldn't apostles the downstairs. But that's not what the Tanakhama said. The Tanakhama said, again, following the logic Rabbi Yehuda just told us, that if the upstairs is not inhabitable, because it's too low, less than ten tefachim, then, then the bottom one is still okay, so the implication is that the Tanakhama doesn't hold that. The Tanakhama holds that, the upstairs, that, that even if the upstairs is not inhabitable because it's too low, Below ten tefachim, the downstairs is still possible. We're not going to ask from Rabbi, from Rabbi Yehuda. We're not going to ask from Rapun and Lefchista, because he said if it's not inhabitable, it's good. They say a, a tefach or four tefachim are no good. So it works the opposite. Those two are against Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanakama is against Shmuel. Tanakama goes against. Okay, one thing I have to think. I, yeah, I've done a I, 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 I kind of hear what you're saying, but I have to digest it. I mean, it's just the flip side. Right, it's the flip side of it, right? So if, that, that if you're defining the, um, the urine is less than 10, less than 10 tefachim means in the urine, and, and, and the Tanakhama would say... And, and, and Rabbi Yehuda said that it's good, then the, top, it's then the bottom will be okay, right? But, but the Rapuna and Oh, that even one tefach or four tefach, which is also uninhabitable, and that's already a sukkah which is no good. So that's so, a kasha. Oh, okay. Maybe they're only asking a kasha from the Tanakama, who's... Right. Maybe we pass him, like, or maybe like... Interesting point, that the Gemara Dafka goes in that direction. Um, okay, let's okay. see. So let's see the answer. So the Gemara says, Kiyasar um, Avdimi, 
When Reb Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, Omar, he said, Ami b'marava, they said in Eretz Yisrael, right, which is west of Babel, so he went from, he came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, and he reported back, you know, he said, oh, by the way, here's what they said about this, about your question. They said, um, if the bottom one is not able to hold the karim bekistos, the pillows and, cu- and cushions, shel alyona of the upstairs, then atachtona kashera. Then the bottom one is kasher. Meaning they defined what Rabbi Yehuda meant by im ein urine Didn't mean if there's no one living there at the moment, and it also didn't mean that it's not really dear because it's a dearest rucha because it's too low. They were not talking about how high or how low it is. They were talking about structurally how strong it is, and if it's not strong enough to hold the karim bekistos the pillows and cushions of the upstairs, then it's not considered a sukkah to passel the downstairs and, and there will be kosher. So now, in other words, and when, so one time, I'm going to keep explaining. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda's statement of in the urine is not talking about the height. We try to say, it means it's not a dira and therefore it's too low because it's not a dira, it's a dira srucha. No. Kiyotra Avdimi said, no, Rabbi Yehuda was not talking about the height being not rightly dira. He was talking about the floor not being rightly dira. That if you try to go up there, you put your pillows and cushions down, you're going to crash right through the floor and then land on the ground on, on the bottom of the first floor. That's what, that's what Rabbi Huda meant by main dira. That if you build a, a two-layer, um, a sukkah and another sukkah on top, but you didn't reinforce the, the schach so that if someone would actually put pillows and cushions up there to actually go into that sukkah, they'll come crashing down. So that's in the urine. And if that's the situation, that there's in the urine that you can't even put pillows and cushions down, it's going to crash right through, then the bottom one is kosher. Okay? To which the Gemara asks the obvious question. Michal, the Tanakama Savar. So again, the Tanakama disagrees with this. So now, according to that, the Tanakama would hold that even the Tanakama is going to say that even though the schach is not strong enough to hold up your pillows and cushions. You come crashing down. Tanakhama will still say it's possible? Because again, Rabbi Huda said it's going to be kosher if it can't hold the pillows and cushions. So the cloud that the Tanakhama would say that even though it can't hold the pillows and cushions, it's still going to pass the downstairs. That sounds funny because it's not really a sukkah anyway. It's not usable. So where I said, no, Ike Benayu, the Machlokas Rabbi Huda and the Tanakhama is the Echola Lekabal Aliyadchak. It could hold it, but it's shaky. You're going to put your pillows and cushions down. Okay, it looks like it's steady. Maybe it's a little bit wobbly, but so far it seems okay. Rabbi Huda would say that that's already considered... Um, uh, that's, already, that's already considered in, in a not inhabitable, um, and therefore that would be kosher. Uh, there, yeah, that would, that would be no good. Sorry, that would mean that the downstairs is kosher because it's not sturdy. Tanakama would say, no, it's still, it didn't actually come crashing now, so therefore it's a kosher sukkah, so, uh, therefore the it's, no the bottom one is no good because you have a somewhat sturdy floor, so therefore the top is somewhat inhabitable, which would pass with the downstairs. So there's no steer from any of the three smaller... Right, nothing to do with height. Nothing to do with, nothing to do with height, right. It's strictly with how strong it is as a floor.